Hey, did you miss me? Yes, D. I'm back in the cave, and I got a brand new episode for y'all. This one's going to be movie sequels. The top 10 all-time movie sequels. And I got some special guests with me, um, Doug and Jamie, from The Good, The Bad, The Sequel podcast. Um, these guys have an excellent show. They uh, they review sequels one week, and then the next week they'll have somebody on that was involved in the making of the film, whether it be a director or an actor or, you know, the director of photography, the costume designer. They, they get a lot of interesting people. They have an excellent show, and y'all definitely should check it out. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Basically, they're everywhere. These guys are big time, and I'm excited that they're going to be on on my show. So, yeah, we're going to do the all-time top 10 movie sequels. I'll start out with my 10 to 5. Then we're going to throw it to Doug and Jamie for their top 10. And I'm going to come back and finish my list. So uh, I hope y'all ready. This is going to be a very good episode. I wonder if if uh, some of our choices are going to match. You know, I'm of the theory. Great minds think alike. So we shall see. Stay tuned. Let's get it in. Okay, we're going to start the countdown of the top 10 all time movie sequels. Now, number 10 is probably going to shock a lot of people, including Doug and Jamie, but we shall see. Number 10 is Oh God, You Devil. Now, after playing the all-knowing, lovable, wisecracking entity in Oh God, George Burns reprised his role in the sequel, Oh God, You Devil. That's right. Long before Morgan Freeman played God, Mr. Burns put his stamp on it. And he played the devil as well. It was a dual role. Very funny, sweet, and enduring film. Great for the whole family. You know, nowadays it got to be a Disney movie for that to be the case. But this is actually clean. You know, George Burns cracking jokes. It's really cute. It's really sweet. And uh, it was a good good sequel. So that was uh, number 10. Oh, God, you devil. Now, number nine. Yeah, number nine. is Adam's Family Values. Now, this might be another sleeper for a lot of folks. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't quite the blockbuster that the first one was. But I think the fans like this one more. This sequel. I think it was better than the first movie, which is, you know, actually pretty rare. Um, Joan Cusack plays the nanny. Uh, Craziness ensues. You know, Uncle Fester's running around. It's, It's a very cute, funny, you know, creepy kind of family movie. But yeah, it was, I think it was actually better than the first one. And uh, uh, the kids, Wednesday and Pugsley, 
Christina Ritchie, excellent as usual. Very creepy as the little girl. Very creepy. Um, so yeah, that's number nine. Adam's family values. Uh, number eight, I'm sure is on almost everybody's list, right? It is the Dark Knight. Powered by an exceptional performance by an all-time great actor. Yeah, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. The Dark Knight is considered to be one of the best movies made in decades. Like, it's beyond superhero status. You know, like, it's very uh, critically acclaimed. Um, Strong plot, strong characters, unbelievable gadgets. You know, Alfred comes to as usual. Or not Alfred. It's not Alfred. It's Morgan Freeman helping him with all his crazy gadgets and crazy uh cars and armor and yeah it he definitely goes for it um i just wish that uh um was it half face uh two face what is his name half face two face i just kind of wish we learned more about him but other than that the movie's pretty pretty good heath ledger's flawless it's uh number eight all time. Now, number seven. I think I don't know if everybody's gonna go with this one either, but I, I kinda thought it was a no brainer personally. It's uh Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh the movie proves two major points. First off, a movie not only can survive without its lead star, a.k.a. Vin Diesel, but the movie can actually flourish. And secondly, chemistry between the two actors, uh, just tremendous results from that. Um, Tyrese Gibson, Paul Walker, like they give off that brother that brotherly vibe, you know, and it just kind of forces the audience to root for them throughout the movie. It's uh, it's it's out of the series. I think it's the best movie personally. You know, it's just really too bad that since then, since this second one, it kind of just got more and more cartoonish. But that's a whole nother thing. We're going to leave that be. But yeah, number number seven would be uh, the Fast and the Furious. Too fast, too furious. I should say. Um, I probably should do a couple of honorable mentions, right? Because we kind of breezing right through. Um, I had Meet the Fockers as an honorable mention. It didn't quite make the list, but it's a very funny movie. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good part two. If you ask me, analyze that or analyze this. I think it's analyze that is the sequel, right? Yeah, that one was pretty good. You know, it it was it wasn't bad, especially as sequels go. Um, yeah, I, I got a few more honorable mentions. We're gonna get back to them though. Uh, number six on our list, and you kind of should have figured this one was coming. 
you know, I, I think this is probably on a lot of people's lists, believe it or not. But uh, it's next Friday. See, Friday, next Friday accomplishes something beyond rare. To me, and I think to probably a lot of people, this sequel is way better than the original. You know, you replace Chris Tucker with Mike Epps and the movie gets better. You know, how many times does that happen? They added Uncle Elroy and his crazy cougar wife. Not to mention Day-Day's crazy neighbor, Ho Kim. I mean, this this movie is, you know, I, I think it's been a couple decades now, or we're getting close to that since it was in the theaters, and it's still just as funny, just as relevant. Uh, Pinky, can anybody forget how funny Pinky was? Pinky stole the movie. He makes the movie. So, yeah, you know, next Friday had to be on this list. It's pretty much, you know, a no-brainer, to me at least. So that brings us up to number five, right? Yeah, but before we do number five, we're going to send it over to Doug and Jamie and see what their thoughts are. Can't wait to hear them. Hello, listeners of Simply the Best. My name's Doug. And my name is Jamie. Our podcast is called The Good, The Bad, and The Sequel. It's a movie podcast where we're talking sequels and we do it in two parts. The first an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching, and a second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. We've interviewed the likes of William Sadler, Tiny Lister, Robert Hayes. You can check out all the people that we talked to in the movies that we reviewed at our website, sequelsonly.com. So Damon, the host of Simply the Best, found us, reached out to us, and said, I need a top 10 list of the best sequels in your guys' opinion. So... We said, yup, and this is it. So this is the good, the bad, and the sequels, top 10 best sequels of all time, in our opinion. And I just wanted to say that, you know, all the originals were really good, but these 10 sequels were just awesome. Yeah. So starting at number 10, we have Terminator 2. Terminator 2 took place around 11 years after the first one, not movie-wise, just in, in movie timeline. And... Man, did they up their game. I mean, the budget had to be quadrupled amount of the first movie. You got John Connor now, about 11 years old. You got Linda Hamilton back. And now you have a Terminator that is a little older and wiser, but a little softer in the heart with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Patrick as a liquid metal evil Terminator, just destroying havoc. Almost can't, it can't die in anything he does because he keeps, keeps going back together. The kill count is great, but they also have an epic Guns N' Roses song, You Can Be Mine, which makes the movie. You have some classic one-liners. I mean, you have Hasta la Vista, baby. You have I Need Your Clothes, Your Boots, and Your Motorcycle. <laughs> and you got the kid who's trying to tell Arnold, you know, I don't want you killing anybody. And that office scene where he's shooting everybody up, and he must have shot about 15 to 20 cops. <laughs> and then the kid got mad at him, and Arnold goes, don't worry, they'll live. <laughs> this, this movie was just awesome. It was just awesome. 
Yeah, this movie was really cool. Great sequel. And we actually interviewed someone, uh, Don Fauntleroy, who was a director, cinematographer. He actually did camera work on this movie. And he said with, uh, with James Cameron, when they did the, the helicopter crash scene, they actually did that scene and nobody was rolling. So they had to do it again. So they wasted a helicopter. They wasted a helicopter, but second helicopter might have turned out better. So now number nine. Horror has to be on this list because we are a big fan of horror. We've covered a lot of horror and we have a lot of horror coming up. So number nine, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. So this franchise came out swinging when they put out the sequel for Nightmare 2, Freddy's Dead. Just wasn't up to snuff. People hated it. And you really thought, you know, Freddy, the whole franchise could have been dead. They had no Nancy. She didn't return. And Freddy's in some some kid's body. Just didn't work. Wes Craven had nothing to do with that movie. So for the third one, he returned. The folks at New Line did what they had to do to get Heather Langenkamp back to reprise her role as Nancy. And the rest is sequel history. This movie has some amazing effects. You have two stars that were, you know, in the making at the time, Patricia Arquette and Lawrence Fishburne for this movie. He's actually Larry Fishburne. And this film is where Freddie really turns into the character that he is in film lore. He's a comedian. Amazing one-liners, my favorite. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. From the front time, bitch. That was classic. And I, I also love the, the fact that they had, you know, each, as a kid, when I watched this, each person, you know, in the dream had a special, I guess, superpower. Yeah. Right. And it was just, you know, cool to see. It was like, it was like the original X-Men. It was. I think it was. And at number eight, we have Rambo 2. So, First Blood was a, such a classic movie. Uh, it was, it was, you know, good storyline, but he really didn't show too much of his skill. Rambo 2 just takes it so much further. They drop him off in Vietnam, and this is where you see where Rambo's combat comes into play, and, and his skill, his tenacity. I mean, he was going there to do one job, just to take pictures of these, you know, prisoners, but he couldn't leave them there because he's such a warrior that he decided to come back and save them, and instead they leave him there. And of course, we have, you know, the bad guy from Karate Kid in there. Martin Cove. Martin Cove. The scene when they, they capture Rambo, he's got, he's, he's, they're electrocuting him and he grabs that microphone and he, and he goes, Murdoch, I'm coming for you. You see the veins popping in his arm, the anger in this movie. It's a real American movie. He's just a, 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 a warrior. And I think the movie was awesome. Yeah. This movie's so good that I have the movie poster in my room because it's just that great. So now on to number seven, another horror movie, of course, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, which should have been the last film, but of course that didn't happen. Jason Voorhees is such a staple in film lore. And this movie, you thought it was going to be done. Nope. Eight more movies after this. And we actually reviewed and interviewed two Jason victims from Jason takes Manhattan. So this film had Corey Feldman as Tommy Jarvis. And man, when he was young, I know Corey Feldman now is a little whacked out, but man, he could act. His role in this movie as Tommy, you know, when he shaves his head, he's hacking Jason at the end. Pretty amazing. And this movie has some great kills. Bruce Mahler, who's in the Police Academy franchise, he's in this movie, gets killed by Jason. And Crispin Glover's dance moves in this movie alone landed at number seven on our list. I wonder if this was the downfall of Corey Feldman's uh, wackiness. Because, you know, he had to play a wacky kid in this movie. And then he's kind of a wacky guy now. So I wonder if this really started at all. 
It could, it could have, but after this, man, he did so many movies because this is like towards the beginning of his of his reign. But yeah, all right. Well, at number six, we have The Godfather Two, and I mean, this movie is just great. I mean, first one, you know, told the story of you know just just life in the mafia, you know how it is. Second one starts off with Robert De Niro. I mean, he wasn't in the first one, and. He plays a young Don Corleone, you know, shows how he became the Godfather, which is so awesome. They showed him, started off as a child. He escaped to America. Then he went back and he became the Godfather just by killing the main guy in the beginning. So just to show you how it started was great. Then you have Mike Corleone in present day, really advancing the, the family. He's going to Vegas. He's going to Hollywood. He's going to Cuba. He's really expanding, but he's also dealing with marriage issues and he's got to deal with his brother who, you know, is a little slow. He's got to deal, uh, you know, with him going behind his back without maybe realizing it. And of course, you have the famous line, a few lines of keep your friends close, put your enemies closer. And, you know, I know it was you. You broke my heart. I'm not going to say who he said that to, but it's a pretty emotional scene. Yeah. Like Jamie mentioned before, you know, these movies on the list are great movies. But I think with these two, Godfather 1 and 2, you have an amazing epic movie. How do you follow that up? With Godfather 2, and they did such an amazing job. So number five, Dark Knight. Of all the movies on this list, this is the only one that I actually saw in the movie theater. And to this day, it has the best opening scene I have ever seen. That whole opening scene when they show like the city skyline and you see the window blow out. And just that whole bank scene in the beginning of the movie is so good. Heath Ledger's darkness and his portrayal of Joker is the greatest one ever. I love Jack Nicholson's for like the comedy aspect. Heath is funny, scary, all in one, and dressing up like the nurse and blowing up the hospital. I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Bale and Ledger. Just bring it the whole movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, you know, especially with Heath Ledger. I mean, a lot of people said, you know, he, he got the uh, the award for, you know, because he died and they felt bad. But it had nothing to do with that. He would have gotten either way. He he brought it to that role. I mean, he became the Joker and he did an awesome job. Yeah. All right. At number four, we have Rocky Two. Oh, yeah. And, and, and this is one of my favorite, favorite sequels. You know, Rocky One good story you know you watch it now it's a little slow you know it just shows you the rise of a, a nobody you know getting that title fight but in this movie he, he shows a lot of range you know now you know he, he doesn't want to fight him again but apollo creed can't take you know having a a draw he's gotta you know he's gotta show that he because apollo creed was cocky so he had a, he has to fight him again he has to prove that he is the best and you know he, his heart's not into it he's he's more into you know dating Adrian and you know you can see the relationship and getting married and you know now she's pregnant and let me tell you every time I see this scene you know she's in a coma she gets sick and you, you see him trying to read to her and it's a very emotional kind of slows down a little bit and then she wakes up and this is before he wasn't even training much but he wakes up and she looks at him she goes come closer to me and she goes win rock win and then you have Mickey go ahead Doug what does he say oh what are we waiting for that to me i get goosebumps every time and now you hear the music rocky music and it's training hard and he just the rest of the movie just you know a big boxing match but just that whole scene and that training just gives me goosebumps. i'm getting goosebumps now talking about it yeah yeah just that bell ring after uh, she says win and he just oh god and not to mention the end scene uh, and I, I, I and and he goes to her i don't know if you want to do the impression 
What did he say to her after he wins? See, it's hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but this movie, the first one, like you said, it left you kind of unsatisfied because it was a draw. But man, this movie is so freaking good. The training scene, him chasing the chicken in the beginning of the montage, not catching the chicken. Then at the end, he catches it running up the steps in Philadelphia. All he needed was Adrian. He just needed Adrian to give the okay. Yes. Rocky II, classic. And now number three, Aliens. Sigourney Weaver comes back. This isn't like one of those sequels that came back a few years afterwards. It was like seven years later for her to come back and reprise her role as Ripley. And this movie has such an all-star cast. You have Michael Bean, who is just coming off Terminator, Paul Reiser, young Bill Paxton, and so many more. This movie set up, which could have been a perfect, perfect third film, but it just went to absolute shit. And that's why this movie was almost too good. This movie has some of the best action scenes, especially when the aliens are just ripping everybody up and just like the big ambush. Ripley's not in there. And you get one of the greatest lines Bill Paxton ever uttered in that guy. Amazing career. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> yeah, this this movie is like nonstop action. I mean, it was just awesome. I, I, I loved it. And I have to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen three, four, and five. So I stop after this one. You can't follow number two with anything you else. You really can't. All right. And speaking of number two, um, we have Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Now, I know there's a lot of Star Wars fans out there, and there's a lot of Star Wars movies. But to me, Empire Strikes Back, nothing holds a candle to it. I mean, you have a lot of story, developing stories in this one. You know, you have the relationship between Princess Leia and Han Solo going to the end, you know, from from fighting the beginning of the movie to her telling him I love you as he's getting frozen and he says I know that's a that's a big line then you got the relationship between Yoda and uh, Luke which look Yoda's first screen and it, Luke's training and it just you know Yoda was such a big impactful part of the whole series then you also got Darth Vader and Darth Vader to me this is one of his best movies he was in he you know he torments Luke physically mentally you know, there's a few bombs that drop because Yoda says there's another out there. We don't know who until the third one. Yeah. We have Darth Vader who reveals that he's uh, the father of someone. You know, if you yes. haven't seen the movie, I don't want to spoil that. We have, you know, Princess Leia screaming. It's a trap. I mean, there's just action galore. There's just, you know, drama. There's, I mean, it was just from start to finish. There's no slow point. It was just awesome. Yeah, this is my favorite Star Wars movie by far. The action just from the beginning, the snow fight scenes, the Tauntaun. You just got so much to it. And like you said, Yoda, Luke, just the movie has so much in it. When you really think about it right now, there's so much that goes on. There's so many, again, do or do not. There is no try comes from there. I'm not afraid. You will be. I mean, there's so many lines. It's just an awesome from, again, great writing uh, and you know, from considering when the movie came out, so ahead of its time. Once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Consume you, it will. Oh, yeah. All right. So now for number one, just to do a quick recap. Number 10, Terminator 2. Number 9, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. 8, Rambo 2. 7, Friday the 13th, Final Chapter. 6, Godfather 2. 5, Dark Knight. 4, Rocky 2. Three aliens, two Empire Strikes Back. So what could be number one? And we put a lot into it. And I think really 
what put this film number one was just the hardware that it won from it. And that of course is silence of the lambs. So it is a sequel to the 1986 film Manhunter. This film has Anthony Hopkins just playing a role of a lifetime and Jodie Foster playing the role of a lifetime as Clarice. This movie, like I mentioned, the hardware that it won, it won best picture, best director, best screenplay, best actor, and best actress. And my favorite line in this entire movie is a census taker once tried to test me i ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice chianti anthony hopkins classic movie and that is why it's our number one sequel of all time and you know again for a, a movie that has anthony hopkins who's barely not really honestly not even in the movie that much if you if you take his total screen time i forget where they said how much he was in there it wasn't a lot of time yeah and he and he won and he, i mean that's how good the movie was i mean it was just yeah like i said the acting was this this put jody foster totally on the map and and you know you ask anybody about anthony hopkins and Jodie Foster, where the best movies are, they're going to go right to this movie. Oh, yeah. Great. So that was our top 10 list. And if you want to check out more of our content, you can go to sequelsonly.com. You can follow us on all social media at sequelsonly. And just to give you a little bit of taste of what we've done, we review movie sequels, like I mentioned earlier, and we interview people that worked on them. And not just the sequels everybody knows, like Roadhouse 2 we've reviewed, Airplane 2, Jaws 2, most recently Samurai Cop 2. We've interviewed the likes of comedian Vic DiPetetto, adult film star Jillian Jansen, actor William Sadler, uh, Oscar-nominated production designer who worked on The Shark and Jaws, Joe Alves. So there's so much to check out. And Damon, thanks for letting us participate in this top 10 list. So we're going to send it back to you. Tell us what you think. All right, we're back with the top five sequels of all time. But before we, before I get to number five, let me throw you a couple more honorable mentions. First one is Beverly Hills Cop 2. Eddie Murphy was great. The movie's good. You know, a lot of people like it for top 80s movie of all time. That type of um, talk, that kind of conversation. It didn't quite make my list, but, you know, it's a good movie. I can respect it. Um, Ghostbusters 2, couldn't put it on there. It's actually a pretty terrible movie. So, <laughs> but uh, Ocean's 12 didn't quite make my list, but, you know, a lot of superstars in that one. Um, Who else? Aliens. And, uh... I know that uh, Aliens did make Doug and Jamie's list, so it made my honorable mentions. It was it was close, but I just couldn't put trigger on it. Okay, so let's get back into this uh, list, this top five list. Number five is The Karate Kid Part Two. I mean, it starts off where the Part one left off. Uh, Danielson won the tournament. Mr. Miyagi's whooping up on the Cobra Kai instructor. You know. And just shortly after that, we're on our way to Okinawa. 
where, you know, there's rivals for both both stars. Mr. Miyagi and Daniel Sun, they both have rivals. I know Daniel Sun has a love interest, a very cute love interest. I feel like Mr. Miyagi did too. I'm kind of, I'm kind of sure he did, but uh, yeah, Karate Kid Two. So it's a great sequel. It really is. It, it took the story to another level. Um, sadly, it kind of fell off after that. Three and four aren't the best. But, uh, you know, this one here, number two, Karate Kid 2, quality movie. You should still check it out. Number four. Now, this one should make people's list, but I'm not sure it does. It's U.S. Marshals. Of course, that's the sequel to The Fugitive. And uh, this time around, Tommy Lee Jones' ragtag crew are trying to track down Wesley Snipes, who's pretty evasive. He's like, you know, he's doing his kung fu. He's action all over the place. He's beating people up and whatnot. He was way more physical than Harrison Ford. Um, they brought uh, Robert Downey Jr. in on this one. He's pretty good, you know. He he played he played well in this one. He played the role well, I think. A lot of wisecracks, a lot of action, pretty good story. Follow it all the way to the end. You know, they kind of give you your money's worth, I felt like. So I, I think it's definitely a top five movie sequel, and I have it at number four. Which brings me to number three. Uh, another one of Doug and Jamie's. I can't remember which number they had it at, but The Godfather is my number three. Iconic film. Al Pacino's amazing. Diane Keaton is, you know, incredible. All the family members are equally, you know, as nuts as they were in the first one, minus Marlon Brando. It's a classic. And we get to see Robert De Niro playing a young Vito. You know, he was a good choice. Like, he, you know, he kind of embodied Marlon Brando, right? So it's a quality movie. Really ain't too much more I could say on it. It's for a lot of people, it's a, you know, top five movie period. So, of course, it's in the top five sequels, right? Number two, another one of Doug and Jamie's, um, Terminator 2. Um, not only was it a blockbuster, but it's universally considered one of the best sequels ever made. Um, the villain from part one, a la Arnold Schwarzenegger, actually is the hero in part two. Like I've never, I had never seen nothing like that at the time. Like it was a good twist. Um, the special effects are insane, even for 20 years ago or whatever, 25 years ago. Like it's, you know, excellent, excellent movie. Um, you know, 
gripping ending or whatever. Like they, they give you everything. Jokes, one liners. Edward Furlong is great in this movie. Kind of made his career, right? Playing the young uh the young Sean, is his name Sean? No, it's John Connor, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's to me, it's just an amazing sequel. And it's at number two. So, you know, number one must be, you know, pretty highfalutin, right? Um. So, number one, because I don't think I got any more honorable mentions to, to bore you guys with. Maybe Dory, Finding Dory. Dory's pretty good. The movie's pretty good. It's just Nemo's great. So, it you know, it's not Nemo by any means. It's not a Finding Nemo. Finding Dory was good. Finding Nemo was great. So, but back to my number one. It's Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, It's foul-mouthed. It's sarcastic. It's funny as hell there's action you got two major movie stars and bruce willis and jackson their chemistry is off the chain the villain that they're trying to catch uh is unbelievable um jeremy irons is the villain uh the brother of the villain in part one i think his name is hans so Jeremy Irons is like avenging his death. I hope I'm not giving too much away, but you know, and he's amazing. Steals the movie. They take you all the way down to the final two minutes to figure everything out. It's, it's an excellent movie. It's actually one of the best movies ever made. So of course it's the number one sequel of all time. Yeah. We got to it. Wow. Can you believe we're done already? Time flies, right? I want to thank Jamie and Doug from the Good, the Bad, the Sequel podcast. Um, Excellent segment. Very appreciative. These guys are the real deal. Y'all should check them out. They're on every platform. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast. These guys are there and they got a quality show. Once again, thank you guys for uh, collaborating with me. Um, It was fun as usual. Um, I got some things in the works. Some some, uh, top 10 lists. Working on a website, so uh, you know we're gonna, we, we're trying to do it. Definitely got to keep giving you what you need, right? So until then, till I talk to y'all again, please be safe, please be smart, and you know, have fun. Appreciate what you do have, and don't hate on what you don't have. <laughs>